Amen. Amen. Every week you must have a plan on on who to on the people you are bringing to your glory home. It's very important. When the Holy Ghost was going to when we're going to receive the Spirit one of the commandments he gave us is for us to gather, right? That's in Acts chapter 1. It is a prerequisite for the receiving of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. The the gathering of the saints cannot be overemphasized. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. We'll just continue this conversation. We'll be looking at how, uh, how the, this is the record of like the first, um, move of the spirit, so to speak, upon the face of the earth. This is the birth of the first church. And, um, there is always the law of first mention in the things of God and the things of the spirit. And so when you find out where it was first mentioned, you can glean from that place, the wisdom of God that will run through every other um, every other event that is relating to that particular matter. And so this is like the first time the Holy Ghost was going to visit the earth. Huh? And that is the very spirit of revival. The spirit, the Holy Spirit is what revival is about. It is the, it is the work of the spirit, right? That's what revival will always be, uh, about. That will be, that will be the primary, um, signet. Are you together with me? Of a revival. That's the core that's the core of revival. The a revival will always be the work of the spirit. That is the pivot of revival. Anything outside that will be the work of man. Are we together here? Anything outside that will be what? The work of man. You need to understand that because sometimes we displace the spirit and we create something beautiful. And um, we have, we, we want to force the Lord to accept that as revival, especially in Lagos. Are we together, friends? We create something. Don't, don't assume that because it is beautiful and because it appears brilliant that it is the spirit. Amen. Amen. I watched, I was, I watched something some weeks back on the internet about Christian um, Big Brother. Yeah. 
Yeah, I watched it. They, they have their own house. Yeah. They had their own house. It looked like a three-bedroom flat, you know. Yeah, they have their own house, you know. You know, just, you know and um, there were different people there, brother, this and our sister. <laughs> Now, now, no matter how, now, listen, you are, you are laughing at it, but if they had more money and did it and made it very glamorous, a lot of you would, it would make sense to a lot of you. And you say, yes, this is what we're talking about. I'm telling you, it's because it's not so nice, that's why you're laughing many times. But you see, the point, I didn't even mean to raise that, it's not a matter what you're raising. I just wanted to make a point. And the point is that it can look beautiful and it can look intelligent. Uh, that's not the sign that it's of God. Yeah. The cause sign that it's of God is that it has to carry the, the spirit, right? The spirit. Now, of course, when it carries the spirit, one of the things that will be evident is that the program of God will continue. I mean, we know God is running a program. One, the program will continue. Two, the spirit of change will be evident. There will be change, transform, transformation. Huh? From our own identity and will begin to be transformed. Are we together here? To to Jesus' identity. And that's why when Paul was talking about leadership in the house, in the house of God, one of the criteria for leadership is that it must have a good report with them that are without. Meaning that your salvation, the people who are not saved must know you are different. Because when you come to the house of the Lord, the Spirit of God should have done a work in you that gives you a different order of life. That when you go out there, the people will notice you are different from them. Now, when there is no difference, when there is a complete blend, then you are a spy. Are you together with me? You are, you are a Christian spy. You see, there has to be a complete what? A complete difference. He says, the people must, it says, moreover, it must have a good testimony among those who are outside. Are you together with me? Now, not just, not the people here. Are you with me? If you are a student, your fellow students will know you are different. Your fellow teachers will know that you are, you are different. When I was writing Waek, I remember the school I went, after I filled out of the first school, the second school I went to go and pass Waek, they will print the old answers, both theory and objective. And um, the teachers will come to our class and put it on our table one after the other. Yeah. The school has shut down now. <laughs> Summit International. Summit International. That was where I went to rewrite my Waek. When myself and Pastor DG filled out of Ojudu Grammar School. We're in the same class. 
So both of us filled out and went to summit. And then they will be giving us like that. And the vegetator will just be eating rice in front. <laughs> you see, and that was the same period I got saved. Like like a year, a year after that. I got saved when I was writing my work, the, the first one. And so the second one was when this happened. And then I would just tell them I don't want. And it got to a point they knew I won't collect, so they would just pass and say, oh, kukungbante. And then they kept moving. Now, if you go and meet that teacher and says, is he a Christian? They will say yes. Or they can even call you pastor. You understand? If you are not called pastor in Lagos, you are in trouble. If people are not calling you pastor, you need to go and fight them or fight yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Something is really wrong with you. Because the standard in Lagos is so under, is so terrible that at least they should call you. It doesn't mean you are okay that they are calling you pastor, but at least. If they are still inviting you for uh, for Olalade Ashake's show. You know my wife's name is Ashake. Ashake. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Her name is also Abosedi. And Susanna. (laughs) When I'm in love, I call her Suzu. (laughs) (laughs) She wishes she can remove that name for her name. (laughs) Susanna. (laughs) Suzy. Praise God. If you call her Susie, just look for other church. Just, <laughs> just from there, we go going. <laughs> so you must have a testimony with those who are outside. If you don't have a testimony with those who are outside, you need to go on a personal retreat and repentance. Now, the reason is because that there is the spirit of change. We have to see changes that comes from where? From inside. Your, your taste board is adjusted. Am I, am I correct here? And so we go back to Acts chapter 1, um, verse 4. So I began to talk about the, the, the assembling. They were assembled and being assembled. Give me the old KJV, please. Being assembled together with them. And that is a very important phrase. And your eye must be on it. You know, you know when we do church well, we wouldn't need too much Bible school. I tell you the truth. Why would you be coming to church every Wednesday and Sunday and you will still need another Bible school? I tell you the truth. If we teach what we are meant to teach in the Bible, everybody should, after some years, the people should be granted. And we should be able to pick pastors randomly. Yes, sir. Yeah. Are you together with me? Being assembled together. You know that thing that says, I mean, I cannot be pastor. It's a, it's a shameful thing. 
both on you and on the pastor that is pastoring you. You don't even understand what you are saying. You have not even caught the burden of the Lord at all. You cannot be pastor. So what will you, what can you be? What do you want to be? Anybody can be a pastor. Anybody. Eh? Anybody can be a pastor. Say, but pastors, I can't be full-time. There's nothing called full-time. It doesn't make any sense. So you tell me, pastor, there is no full-time. You are full-time. You are are, are just full-time. Full-time means you are doing what God will have you do. (laughs) Are you together with me? That's the meaning of full-time. You are just doing what God will have you do. If God will have you work where you are working, is that now? Is now? Is that part time? <laughs> yeah, full time. There is nothing. There is nothing unspiritual with us. Everything about life is spiritual. Are we together here? Except the thing you are doing is not God that told you to do it. But anything you are doing that God is involved is full time. Are we together here? Praise God. Ushers, please deal with that. Uh, let it not. I don't even know what it is. Check it first whether it's normal or, or we need to use fire. Are my friends here? You need to come up. Or I'm, I'm not feeling you. I'm waiting for you. So, being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. That when you ask those guys, 120 of them, you ask them, why are you here? They will tell you, Jesus said we should not live here. If you ask them, where is the Jesus? They said, he has gone. <laughs> I tell you the truth. Listen, this thing makes you a fool. <laughs> this faith, eh? It's so contrary to the way the world is. I tell you, if you are trying, if you really desire the world to appreciate your brilliance, <laughs> you will lose your faith. It's foolishness. Adults. Plus his own mother. They are in, just, they are in a room. If you ask them, what are you doing? What are, what, what are you doing with your life? Then that's a very powerful question. When people come and ask you, so what are you doing with your life now? <sighs> you know, you never know how useless you are until somebody asks you that question. <laughs> you just wonder, truly, what am I really doing? <laughs> okay, so where are you now? It's from secondary school that question started. Especially the ones that passed jam and has got to admission. And this was, where are you now? <laughs> you will try your best not to sound like a failure. <laughs> I can't forget when I started pastoring also. So what are you doing now? I said, I said hands. And what? <laughs> I said, and what? <laughs> oh my goodness. I said, you know, I'm just into some business, so I'm just, just consulting here and there. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
goodness. <laughs> so he, he commanded them. Now the point is this. That the more you stay with him, the more we create the culture of prioritizing Jesus. Our heart softens to be able to live the commanded life. It is where it is in the commanded life that you have the commanded blessing. It is in the commanded life that there is the commanded blessing. Now, what's the commanded blessing? The, the commanded blessing is, is the blessing that proves that God is with you. <laughs> That's not the rain that falls on the just and the unjust. It is the kind of blessing that God uh, has kept aside for his children. Amen. Amen. But it is powered by, it is released by the commanded life. Now, a lot of people never step into that one. A lot of people operate only at the level of hard work and intelligence. But there is the commanded blessing. Now, this commanded blessing carries in it divine life. The point is that when you share your testimony, Jesus will show up. Now, it's not every testimony Jesus shows up. Are my friends here? So, you can see that when there was something about Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what made them special was that they were living the commanded life. That's why when they got to um, uh, the king, the, when they got to Babylon and the king was telling them to eat of his meal, they told him, no, we're not going to do that. Huh? We are going to allow us, give us 10 days. Am I preaching? Now, after 10 days, come back and check us. And when they checked them, they found out that they were 10 times better. Now, that 10 times better with just vegetables is not a nutritional intelligence. As they were eating, angels were feeding them. Praise God. Are we together here? As they were what eating, the Lord was doing his own part. And so their testimony revealed the kingdom. Are you together? I mean, now, see people manifesting Christ, not during Bible study, just as per health, health life. Just on the basis of food, they could still reveal the kingdom. Are we together here? Yes, Wally, what's wrong with you now? And in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king acquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians, astrologers that were in all Israel. And Daniel continued even on to the first year. Now, let's give me this story. Let's read this story quickly. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Give me this story. Quickly, there's no time. You know, I'm so sorry about Sunday second service. It was, I don't know what happened. It was just, it was long. I was unhappy. <laughs> I'll tell you, that's why I left the church. After preaching, I just got frustrated. <laughs> I just left. I went upstairs. I went home. I not cry to my wife. I said, oh, what kind of service was that? I'm telling you. I was done by 12.20, sat down here. The Lord now said I should go and pray for people. And the kind of altar call I called, only few of you were meant to come out. 
I said, if you think you need... <laughs> ah, I was, I was unhappy that Sunday. For me to even remember now. Because, you know, because I planned not to preach. I didn't preach. I just said, okay, let me just encourage. I, I don't want to be frustrated. Let me just encourage for a few minutes and sit down. And when I was done, I sat down. I was happy. 12, 20. Good guy. And I came up and said, if you just, need, if you think you need me to, you don't have it. <laughs> I just saw the whole place was full. And I don't know how to lie to people and say, you are blessed, you are blessed, you are blessed. Maybe I should learn how to down. Go, the Lord has heard you. Go, the Lord has heard you. But really, we got quite some testimonies. God did the love. And it was this guy, yes. It was this guy that caused me trouble. He was part of those who caused me trouble. Because he sent me a text that God was going to move powerfully in the second service. Powerfully, the glory with powerfully and everything. Maybe it's even that text that I thought it was God talking to me. Papa said every text, bro. Just have a responsible service. Everybody go home. Me to carry my wife home. I'm not the one that killed Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are we together, friends? I got a call recently, and somebody asked me to come to their church. I told my wife, "This guy wants me to come to his church." I've started thinking about it. It's trouble. I don't like. I don't like it. I hope it's not online. I don't, I don't like it. Just want everybody to be enjoying themselves. Let's do the work the center. Are you still here or you have gone somewhere else? Thank you. All right, let's read quick. Next verse. Next verse. Don't have all the time. And the king spake unto Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princes. Children in whom there was no blemish, but well favored, and skillful in all wisdom, cunning in, in knowledge and understanding science, and such he had, and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat, and of the wine which he drank. Now, now some, some uh, uh, Bible scholars say that this king's meat is not just diet, that is actually spiritual, in the sense that the, the, the king's meal was was prepared not, not like everybody's everybody's meal. It was like a ball. It was prepared uh, under some rites, some some rites of some demons of some deity. That that was that's the meal of the king's meat, and it was it was it was done in a way where he would make him, um, you know, be 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 supernatural, so to speak. So nourishing them three years, 
that on the end thereof they might stand before the king. Now, among these men were of the children of Judah, Daniel, Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So next time you want to name your children, you don't have to give them Shedrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> that one is the Babylonian name. It's not a Christian name. So if you are bearing uh, Shedrach or Meshach here, <laughs> go and fight. Go and fight. Now, among this men, thank God he's not here. I think he's, I think he's upstairs. He's mixing upstairs. <laughs> among this men of church of Judah, no, go back to where I'm reading. Daniel, Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names for. He gave unto Daniel the name Belshazzar, and to Ananiah of Shadrach, and to Mishael of Meshach. And to Azariah of Abednego. Alright. But Daniel proposed in his heart. That he would not defile himself. So you see that if it was just normal meat. There would not be discussion of defilement. Are my friends here? So you see what makes you a Christian is that you disagree. You disagree. Huh? You don't align. You what? Lift up your right hand and say, I disagree. I disagree. Disagree. You should disagree. Everybody's going this way. If it's not the way of the Bible, the way your spirit, you you can go another way. You you see, you don't have to be friends with the world. (laughs) That's why you have church. You can be friends with people here. Are we together here? I disagree. And Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. But really, was Sunday good? Was it a good service? The second service. It was? I'm encouraged. I'm telling you, I, I felt bad all Sunday, man. Thank you, Bisola. Thank you. Thank you. I feel better. I feel better. I feel really bad. I just walked out of the service. It's not spirit. It's sorrow. <laughs> See, I've messed it up again. I just went upstairs. But you guys say it's good. But Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel. So you can see, let me just chip this in, that God was waiting for Daniel's decision. But actually God had prepared love in the heart of the eunuch. So sometimes we want to defile ourselves by saying there's no other way to do it. Whereas God has already made a way And he's just waiting for you to stand for righteousness. Every time. Every time. This is every time. You can say no. I'm telling you. And there will be no consequences. And the prince of the eunuch said unto them, I fear my lord the king who has appointed your meat and your drink. For why should he see your faces worse? Liking 
worse liking than the children which are of your sort, then, then shall ye make me endanger my head. That's what they do in those days. You don't have to go to court. <laughs> They'll just pluck your head. <laughs> endanger my head to the king. <laughs> then said Daniel to Melza, whom the prince of the Enochs has set over Daniel, Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. There's a lot to preach here. There's a whole lot. Prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. Then let our countenances be looked upon before thee, and the countenance of the children of the, of, of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat, and as thou seest, deal with thy servants. So he consented to them in this matter and proved them ten days. And at the end of the ten days, their countenances appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. This looks like the jawbone of an ass I was preaching about. It was just normal vegetable they were eating with water. But when the spirit is on it, something else. <laughs> this, is how, this is why I know that we are going to do great things for Jesus. Yeah, this is how I know. That with everybody that is here, I can just speak from my right and from my left and what we see is greatness. I'm telling you. I've never looked outside that there's something coming from outside that will change our story as a church. Never. The weapons are already in-house. Am I talking? Can you see this powerful situation here. Fatter in flesh that all the children we did eat the portion of king's meat. Alright? The Melzah took away the portion of their meat and the wine that they should drink and give them pause. And for these four children, God gave them knowledge. Who did? Who did? God gave them. The other ones were spirits. The other spirits were engaging. But this one as well is God. So in the end... I'm talking about the commanded blessing. And I said the commanded blessing is an, is an outflow of the what? Of the commanded life. And so when you, live, when you lead or live the commanded life, then you step into what? The commanded blessing. Now, the commanded blessing, what happens is that Jesus will be glorified. That's just the difference. The normal life will just thank God you didn't die. But, but this particular one, Jesus will be glorified, and that's what we saw. Okay, let's, let's wrap it up. Now, at the end of the days that the king has said he should bring them in, then the prince of the Enoch brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king communed with them, and among them all was found none, like Daniel, Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Why? Because the principles, whoever practices it will get the result. Yes, sir. And this were the four practicing. Are you with me? They stood, therefore stood day before the king. Alright? And in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all magicians and astrologers and that were in all Israel. Beautiful. This is going to be repeated in your life and with your life. 
All right, let's go back to Acts 1-4. So, when the, when the assembling is about the glorifying of Jesus Christ. Now, every, every of our assembling, when we assemble in business, when we assemble anything we do, Jesus must be what? Must be glorified. He must be the center. Are you, are you together with me? Why are mechanics and carpenters not blessed? Because they, don't, they are not concerned about Jesus being glorified. I tell you the truth. You hardly see a blessed mechanic. Yeah. They could have been blessed. But you hardly see, I'm telling you the truth, the facts. You hardly see a blessed mechanic. And the reason is because they have learnt a curse with the trade. And the curse is to cheat. And that's why they are, they, are not, they, are not, they are far from the blessing. Praise God. Do you, do you, know, that, do you know that one of the uh, products that, is, that has a huge market, if you have it, you have customers. It, what, like the market for it is, is, is crazy. It's integrity. That product, integrity, is way. You know, every one of us wants it. Especially when you have become great, you are just looking for somebody you can trust. So it means that your connect to great people is trust. If you have trust, God will link you to great people because great people are always looking for who, who to trust. And when you can't be trusted, you can't die. You can't dine with greatness. It's a very you see trust there eh, is a powerful commodity. Don't joke with it. With trust, people will go into deals with you without signing it because they know you. I was listening to one preacher who did some. Projects worth millions of, and he was mentioning people, and he was saying that deal with what did we sign? He said nothing, and he mentioned like five people. He said they signed nothing. He just said, "You know me, I know you." Yeah, trust is very powerful. Don't joke with it. Don't play with trust. Don't don't think you are making profit. You are not making profit. You are destroying future. Don't joke with trust. If, if trust will make you lose current, presently, lose. Don't, don't joke with trust. Everybody wants. Even Satan is good for who he can trust. <laughs> All of us that are saved is because we are not trustworthy now. Well, if we sit down before, after a while, we just left the guy. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, don't joke with trust. Don't break it. So when you when you when you make Jesus priority, not you, huh? Then what happens is that He begins to command you. Praise God. Command you. You see, when you make Jesus priority, who you will marry is not based on who you like. I don't like to hear this one. 
Eventually, you like the person. But your major priority, he will choose for you who you should mind. I remember when Moe came to talk to me about, um, I will say it. I will say it. Just forget about it. Anything that comes to my mind, I will just say it. And if you like, plan not to tell me anything. That's your business. All right. You are the one that needs help. Let me tell you what we is. I've not told you before. <laughs> Listen, when Moe was done talking to me, I didn't even need to go and pray to God. Whether He said, Pastor Zach, Pastor Zach. He's just exactly how God would want it. He's the will of God for my life, Pastor Zach. Pastor Zach, oh my goodness. The man just understands that he loves the Lord. He just... I said, give me that, give me that. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Forget what he's doing now at all. I'm telling you. In the beginning, in the beginning, beginning. <laughs> the benignin. <laughs> I'm telling you. She was so definite. Are we together, friend? It's the Lord. The Lord begins to tell you, you know, what to do, what not to do. But he doesn't tell everybody that way. You see, because if you, are, if you make yourself priority, God knows he can't have that kind of conversations with you. But when you have learned to make him priority, he'll have those kind of conversations with you. And the reason why he's having those kind of conversations with you, where he's commanding you, is because he wants you to engage the commanded blessing. And that's the, it's the commanded life that can get the commanded blessing. Yeah. That's why for some of us, we don't give finance, our finance, for example, we don't give based on I've given tight, I've given offering. No, after we've given tight and given our prophetic seed, then it still tells us what to do. Amen. It still tells us what to do. I teach saving a lot. I, I believe in saving. I believe saving is the principle of God, is the wisdom of God. I believe that you don't save when you have. I believe that you, you, you save, then what remains is what you have. You know, you don't save because ah, there's nothing. No, I believe that when you, whatever income you have, ask yourself: If I was earning less, would I perish? If the answer is no, then pay yourself less. So, if you're earning a hundred thousand, ten thousand, ask yourself: If I was earning five thousand, will I die? If the answer is no, then earn that five thousand and the rest go and save it. Saving is very powerful. You have to develop a culture of saving. You can't. You can't break the natural laws of life. Don't break them. You only break them when you are led to. But don't break them normally. It's just like you can't be jumping from roof to roof. Gravity will bring you down. Are you together with me? So when you don't save, you would embrace poverty. Are you with me? And you'll always be in an emergency. And sometimes also, God doesn't give you all the money you need at once. Yes, sometimes he gives you more, but other times he gives you, then sometimes God brings the money you will have in the future to your now, and expects you to keep it so that you will have tomorrow. Yeah, and we see that in scripture. Yeah, seven days of plenty, seven days of famine, 
If you have sense, keep tomorrow. I have given you 14 years in seven years. If you say it's time to lalox. <laughs> so, so you have to save. And saving has no effect on giving. It doesn't reduce your giving. Yes, it doesn't. It's just that we are used to living jaga jaga lives. That's who I was. I'm used to living. I don't, I don't plan. I grew up thinking planning was evil. So I can understand you. But you see, now the Lord can come and say, all that savings, this is where I want you to go. But just respect the earth. <laughs> just be respectful or else the earth will deal with you. Just respect the earth and save. And, and, and don't, stop saying you are poor. Stop, stop saying it. The more you say that, You'll be poor. Hmm? Eh? Praise God. The Bible says, if you, if, if, if you believe and you say to this mountain. In another place, is talking about doubts. And I, can't, I can't remember the scripture. But the two places, the action that enforces doubt and fear is what you say. Saying. Praise God. So stop saying you are poor. Stop saying that. Forget your poverty. So that your poverty will forget you. You have to forget. It's, the, it's, it's in the mind. It's part, it, that's how it works. As a man thinks in his mind, so is he. It's not a rumor. It's true. Forget poverty. Stop planning like a poor person. Stop thinking like a poor person. Don't be used to poverty. Be shocked at poverty. Even though they born you there, but let it shock you. <laughs> You know, after a while, you excuse yourself. Huh? Yes, Lord. All right. Let's go back to our scripture. Are we still here? Yes, sir. What, what brought me to savings? I can't remember. Huh? Yeah, giving. So, so giving. Because talking about the commanded life, command the blessing. So even my, even my finances, God commands me. Huh? He commands me. 2019, he said, give an offering that will change your life. Yeah. Boom. I went. I gave it. Now that's after I give all my consistent offering. Why do, why do I like talking about giving? Because I like prosperity. That's why I talk about giving. And I, I am sure that the only way to prosperity is giving. So I have to teach it. You see, some pastors are shy about talking about giving. You know why? They don't believe in it. Because if, if they were sure that, give, that giving is good for you, then they'll teach it. It's because they still don't, don't believe it. Because if, for example, if there was some kind of law that said if you give, the next day there's a bank that you just show them what you give and they'll give you times 10. Everybody will talk about it. Praise God. Imagine after, imagine in, in Glory Center Community Church, after every month, we calculate everybody's giving and give you times 10 of what you give. <laughs> you know you change. <laughs> you change. Other than that, we want them to say, please. Now, 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 God is more sure than that analogy. As, in, as fun as that analogy sounds, there is a greater reality than this analogy that I just gave. Yeah. Are you happy about it? Yes, 
But I've been giving things have not changed. Come, let me tell you why. Come. Because God doesn't just listen to me. When we teach giving, it's a character of God coming out of his nature, his person. So it's not first a principle to God. Now, when you start, you start as a principle. You see, but God doesn't want it to be a principle for you. He wants it to be a character. So the reason why nothing has happened is that it must, you must break through from principle to character and to nature. And that will take some time. Now, when that happens, when you have become a giver in your nature, in your soul, then the blessing will start flowing. Yeah. So it's not M and M. M-M-M, or what do I call it? It's not like that. It's not, it's not a business thing. It's a nature thing. But because you're not wired that way, you will do it for a while. Now, the reason why you're doing it for a while is not because God needs that time. It's you that need that time. Because you are stiff naked. Yeah. And then you're watching. Do you know that <laughs> the first time you were told to plant something, maybe in agri-class, you know, after you planted, you were watching. It's a sign that you are not a farmer. You'll be watching. Uh, yeah, yeah. All of us novices go watch. See, it's already coming as possible. Because you are not a farmer. But a farmer doesn't go to check. He's a farmer in his soul. So he's definite of harvest. He's able to, you see, a farmer will go and buy more land when the one he's planting has not germinated. When you tell him there's another land, he's excited. Another land? Hey, he'll go and borrow money to go and buy seed. And the one he planted has not given him yield. But he's a farmer. He knows how, he knows how it goes. So, a lot of you are still, are still love you, are still checking. That's where it goes. Oh, yeah, another two years. Oh. <laughs> Is the character is the nature of God. He wants you to step into that nature. Are we still here? Yes, I've explained it. You can see that. I like this life. I tell you the truth. I love it. I love it. And I thank God for giving me grace to know how to enjoy myself. Yeah. I'm enjoying myself. I can't lie to you. I mean, from inside... I'm enjoying myself. And anything that will stress me, I do away with it. Yeah. I'm happy. So, just tarry. Just wait. Are we together, friends? So, when you are experiencing a move of God over your life, God begins to bring commandments to you. It's a sign that the Holy Spirit is working with you. Are you together with me? Are we friends here? God begins. Listen, when God leaves you alone, you are in trouble. And that's why you should fear those who have no restraint. Fear those who can talk anyhow, who can do anyhow, who can do anyhow. Crazy people, they might have lost their salvation. The true Holy Spirit makes you broken. Makes you careful. Sometimes the reason why I'm slow to do anything is because I don't want to apologize. 
and this Holy Spirit can make somebody apologize. And I've, 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 I've studied him. I don't like that apology thing. After you have said everything as a man, as a wise man, you have spoken all you need to speak. Then when you are done, they will not come after that. I say, um, is that how to talk? To, uh, <laughs> you have to go and apologize. And the, th- the thing about them is that they don't used to, this Holy Spirit man does not used to, does not used to forget about something. Yeah. <laughs> like, can't we just move on? And he does not move on. Your whole work with God will pause. I don't like. So that's why I don't like. I'm very slow in talking. I don't want to. After you have said everything you want to say, you now say you can. You know how to go. You know uh, the way I spoke yesterday. I just want to know if there's anywhere I've offended you. <laughs> <laughs> so, anytime you see the kingdom not manifesting in the life of somebody or a people, it's because there's a stubborn goat somewhere. There has to be a stubborn goat somewhere. Especially in marriage. Either the man or the woman is a goat. If the two of them are not goats, if the two of them are walking with God, not speaking in tongues, walking with God, Jesus will be happy. Let me tell you something about marriage or life generally. Oh, you will like this one. If you want your life to be fine, eh, what you should focus on is Jesus' happiness, not your own. If you focus on your own happiness, you will destroy things. And things will destroy you. But if you focus on Jesus' happiness, you will be happy in the long run. The challenge many people have is that they want to be happy by all means. That, you, see, you see, don't stress yourself with that. Just focus on Jesus being what? Happy. Jesus, are you happy with me? So in your marriage, it's not you that should be happy. No, don't. You are stressing yourself. Don't focus. You focus on your happiness, then you now get somebody who is who has Jesus in him, Satan in him, and and him in him. <laughs> now you want to happy. You want to be happy. You now put your hope of happiness on that kind of crisis. You will stress yourself. Your hope will be dashed. The time you feel somebody should talk to you, the girl or the woman does not feel like talking. Yeah. I remember one time when I was still dating this this girl that is sitting here. I was dating this girl then, and then that time I was very troubled. I was so troubled, the burden of the whole world was upon my head. I can't forget this. I've forgiven her, but I still can't forget. <laughs> Except you show me where the Bible says I should forget. Uh, it's forgive, I know. I don't know forget. So I was, I was sad. I was crying. I needed somebody to talk to. So, of course, since I have a girlfriend, I said... Let me talk to my girlfriend. And then the girlfriend said, I need to talk to you. 
He said, ah, I just want to go play with my friends. I've been a while I've been with them. I want to make food for them. I want to make some for them. And I, that's the exact food. I didn't, this, that's the exact food. And so she left me. She went to make semu. Now, even though I've forgiven her, the person she made that semu from, I've not forgiven the person till today. I've not. That's, that's what destroyed me and that person's relationship. Yeah. It's a guy. With, till today, our relationship has died from that day. Now, that's the person you want me to put my happiness. So, the most important thing is that you need to get Jesus happy. And no matter how painful that will be to you in the long run. Now, it's painful to you because you are in a bad state. Because naturally speaking, what should make Jesus happy should make you happy. So when, when what Jesus tells you to do makes you sad, it's because you are corrupt inside. And so you need to go through a process. That sorrow, you need to go through that process. When Jesus tells you to do something and that thing, you feel sad. That place is where corruption is in your soul. Because both of you are meant to be in alignment. For Jesus, he said, whatever I see my father do, he said, my do. So even Jesus was not about his happiness. He said, Father, let this cup pass over, but nevertheless, that we. So he focused on what will make God happy. That's why he didn't struggle in life. If you focus on your own happiness, you, you, will, be, you will be murderous. You, you, you have tendency to murder people. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you are going to be abusive. You will know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You see, the, the, the command is, come unto me, all ye that what labor and are heavy laden. Did you see that? That the only person that has the ability to take away your yoke and your heavy laden is Jesus. If you put that thing on another person, the person will break. So you, are, you, will, be, you will be a murderer to want another to carry your body. That's why it's, you can't marry a spiritual wreck because you are not God. You must marry somebody who can carry his body to God. If you get problem, call God. If you get business, call God. So don't, don't be a wreck. You must know how to carry your issues to who? To God. You see, you, you will be wicked if you blame mankind for your problem. Some of you are going through boredom at home. Because of that, you hate your husband. Now, is he the one that created the boredom? <laughs> you have an hard-working husband, but he can't foot the bills. He's hard-working, he can't foot the bills. Will he, is he God? Now, it's because you have put the burden of your bills on a man. 
It should be on God. Yes, sir. But a man that cannot provide his, his, his words that needs to, what about a God that is not providing for the man? <laughs> the man is trying his best. If God has not yet provided for you, have to carry that scripture back to God. God did not provide for the man. You focus on your creator. That you are dust. It's one that formed you out of dust and breathed into It's not the man. The man found you. I said, oh, the person God created. So just, just focus on the reason why I'm here is for Jesus to be happy. Jesus Christ said, my meat is to do my father's will and to finish it. I'm not here, I'm not here for myself. You have to carry that kind of heart. Then you will have breakthrough into the commanded blessing. Praise God. Do you have the anointing oil there? I'm just asking. Is there? All right, I need it. That's my meat, just to do the will of Him who sent me. Let's go back to Acts chapter one, verse four. But see there, right? Yes, sir. So should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of what of the Father. Some things will not happen in your life until some encounters happen in your life. You need some spiritual encounters. And those encounters happen to those who, prior, who, who has put place priority on God's power. Now, if you place priority on God's power, you must wait for it. Are we together here? Now, if you place priority on God's power, what do you do? You wait, you, you wait for it. See, this is the idea. The idea is this, that God, he's so valuable that he deserves you to wait. He deserves our waiting. One of the greatest arrogance is not to wait. And that was what took the kingdom from Saul. Because he didn't wait. Am I preaching here? You must, you must know how to what, how to wait. Not, not moving without the Lord. Waiting on God. And then you must also appreciate. Hear me. You must also appreciate this for my couple. You must also appreciate that your spouse is waiting for God. Listen. There are some demands you are placing on your wife that she has no capacity to be like that. So you are not patient enough. Listen, patient is a divine character, a divine virtue. Right now, our soul does not have it. It's because sometimes, let me explain something to you. Let me explain something to you. Sometimes you think people are bad because they are wicked. No. They are bad because they are not capable. They are bad. It's not just an action. 
is, is the current level of their soul. Your wife cannot currently, have, as it is right now, she cannot have faith. And so she's not trying not to have faith. Why she's not having faith is not because she's wicked to you. It's just how she is. You are talking too much. Now, currently, currently that soul talks too much. That soul needs an encounter. Now, I'm not promoting bad behavior. I'm just telling you the fact that if you want that soul to do well, you have to create an atmosphere and, and a way that person can meet God. So you encourage that person to study Bible, encourage that person. If that person doesn't have an encounter, you are stressing yourself. So why are you doing like this? I told you about this last week. I just, last week, this same thing last week. <laughs> she loves you. She loves you so much. And she will promise you that she will never do it again. How many of you have done what you have promised you will never do again? Are we together here? Now, do you know your children will will scatter the house today? You will want them, you will beat them. You know they will scatter it tomorrow. You know, but there's a time they will grow, they won't. That growth helps bad behavior. And sometimes you are demanding from people what they have not grown to deliver. (laughs) You are just frustrating yourself. Just just enjoy Jesus Christ. Enjoy the Lord. Let you be happy. Oh Lord, you are my joy. You are my reward. Oh Lord God Almighty. I'm your you are my king. I'm your bride. <laughs> I tell you this. I tell you the truth. Don't don't kill yourself. Don't kill yourself. If you kill yourself, you watch. You will. You know you are a crowd of witness when you die. You watch the marriage. You watch it. You watch it. You watch life. You watch the marriage, and you give other person another vow. <coughs> Am I making any sense? To you? So my point is, we need to be empowered. But we have to wait. What is valuable is waited for. The Bible says that when we wait upon the Lord, we are going to renew our strength. The word renew our strength is exchange of strength. They take your natural strength and give you supernatural strength. And my friends here, we must wait. And Jesus taught us that if we're going to be a people who are in the move, who are enjoying the move of God, one of the characteristics of such people is that they wait on the Lord. That's why we do retreats sometimes. That's why we do 12, um, 12 hours sometimes. That's why we go sometimes three days. We just want to wait on the Lord. 
Today, I spent quality time waiting on the Lord. It was so refreshing. I felt so refreshed, so renewed, so empowered. Are we here, friends? Yes, so you have to learn to wait. You have to learn. You have to trust God to empower you. Stop, stop being, stop hyping human power. Stop hyping human power. Stop hyping human wisdom. Get the one that's from God. Are my friends here? The one that's from God. The one that's from heaven. You can wait on it. You can say, Father, what will I do on this particular situation? What should I do? Huh? What should I do, Lord? I was sharing the prayer in the prayer unit. You know, was it yesterday? Um, prayer, daily prayers yesterday. And I was sharing with them. On a, I was just praying to God all night on, on, on Monday. Was it Monday or Tuesday? Monday. I was just taking God's face, you know. I was just restless on the bed and just saying, God, I was asking him for some things, about three requests, you know, in relation with my work with God. And I was just saying, God, I was even threatening him at one point. I said, if you're not going to, yeah, I said to die is better. I said, if you will not give me this thing, just take me, take me. And we're praying and just, you know. (laughs) And then I just went, after the prayers, I just went, Slept off, and then the Lord came to me in the dream, and then spoke, not through anybody, not that somebody spoke. And I said, "That's what God is saying." I mean, audibly, or just in a setting, a round setting. And the Lord spoke and gave me clarity on one of one of the issues, clarity. And He spoke. The people gathered. Everybody that needed to be gathered was gathered, and He spoke from everywhere. He spoke, and He faced me and spoke, and. And boom, I woke up and I had exact clarity on that matter. It's because of waiting on the Lord. I knew that I couldn't take a posture except the Lord gave me one. Are you together with me? I wouldn't, you wouldn't trust your posture. Listen, sometimes what everybody tells you is the right posture might not be the right posture. What the whole universe tells you is the right posture. You know, sometimes we look like fools. Do you know how people will see Joseph as a fool? I mean, Joseph, the, 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 what we call him now? No, no, Joseph of Mary's Joseph. Huh? Do you know, people knew, people knew. People knew that something happened. Yeah, people knew. You know, people do the maths many times. So, ah, 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 ah. I'm sure they're now. Uh-uh. It's still nine months now. Human being nine months. Uh, goat is uh, this, you know. <laughs> yeah. They need. And also, many times in scripture, they, they, they refer Jesus to Mary's, Mary's son, not Joseph's son. And, 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 and in Jewish palaces, it's strange. You know, people knew. But the guy, the guy had an encounter with the Lord. And the Lord told him, it's me. Praise God. The Lord told him, it's me. Don't worry, it's me. Are we together, friends? Am I preaching here? Yes, and the Lord says, it's me. So you need to wait. You need to, and sometimes it takes time. Listen, there are some things you will not walk in until after 10 years. I'm not, I'm not, I'm telling you the truth. I won't, I won't tell you a lie. And if you don't, if, you, if that doesn't excite you, then 
do you want to be the same 10 years later? You also should expect to work in new things 10 years later. So, so there are some things you won't work in until after 10 years. But you see, there's a protocol of lifestyle that you must, you, must, you must sustain for those 10 years for you to break into those things. Mm. I, was not like, I, was, I was not always like this. Even in, even in speaking, even in preaching, before I thought it's the beauty, the brilliance of my preaching that blesses the people. Now I preach, I preach now more, more seamlessly, no stress. I'm not, I'm not trying to impress. I'm not trying to say anything. I'm not, you know. But it wasn't like this before. I stepped into it after years of preaching like different people. <laughs> yeah, I've copied a lot of people. Yeah. Now I'm just enjoying my life. Like, I'm so enjoying my life. No stress. But it took some time. It took, it took tutorship. It took copying people. Yeah. Sometimes that's how to step into your own identity. It's when you copy somebody. You copy everything. Hook, line, and sinker. That you now find out you can add one thing. And that one thing add another one thing and then somehow you just find out this who you are. Or even this is who you are. It's a little here, a little there that has formed who you are. You know, so it takes it. You see, I need you to appreciate the fact that you have to be intentional about these things. I just need you to appreciate that fact. That you can't sit at home and be yourself. You have to be intentional about these things. That's how the move of the spirit works. Yeah. Yeah. Time they sent me to school, they gave me my school fees. I branched a particular conference. After the conference, I used my old school fees to buy the demand tapes, everything. That's how it works. And I began to listen and listen and listen and listen and listen. Sometimes I listened to one person for five years. Yeah. Sometimes I listened to some, some one person for six years. I li- you know, I know who will do what to me. If I want to enter my holiness mode, I know who to go and carry. I just play. You cry, oh Lord, forgive me. Oh Lord, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I know who would do that for me. Yeah. When I want to when I want to enter my prosperity mode, I know who to go and listen to say, Yeah, I can do it. I know I have them like that. Are you with me, friends? Yes, sir. Now it takes time. I'm telling you, it takes time. You have to wait on the Lord. And what do I mean by wait? You have to be active on a matter yes. till the fruit of it dawns on you. Yes, to wait is not to be inactive. It's to be active on a matter yes, until the fruit of that matter happens. Yes. Are you together with me? Yes, so you have to wait. Is it a gift? You have to wait on your gift. You have, to, you have to keep working it. You work it and work it and work it and work it. It's like, it's like the Meshai's tea. Turn it and turn it and turn it and it becomes beautiful eventually. You have to do that. Listen, there's, there's, there's a lot more that will not be unveiled until you wait long enough. Now, not just the time. I'm talking about intensity. 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 Since I've been 16 years old, I never attend service late since 16 years old. Those who attended service late I don't, they don't carry anything from God. Since we're in teens church as small children, all those who were coming late, we have, we've checked their lives, they did not carry anything from God. Those who have been, who have been, who have been, uh, what would you like? 
who take the things of God trivially don't come out with anything. None of them. None of them came with anything. None. They did not carry anything tangible from God. But all of us who carried it on our head came back with something. All of us. All of us. So sometimes some of you are mature. You are matured. This your maturity is killing you. You are matured in debt. You are mature and dying. I'll tell you the truth. I listened to a preacher today who I was following what world changes for dollar service, following their service, their Bible study today. And then one, one guy was preaching. He sounded exactly like Refodola. I'm telling you, he was not taking Bible study. He said, I said, what kind of thing is this? This man, he said, guess what? He, he was looking like Refodola. I was waiting for his name to be maybe Jackson Dollar. He had a different name. I said, what? Now nah, that's how it happens. It's about how intensely they have followed, they have followed Crefodola. Bishop Oedeko's son was saying that, he was talking about his father. He said his, he said his father will not tell you about too many experiences. He said the same experiences he talks about are the ones he has been talking about since this year. He said the 18 hours vision, he had it just once. <laughs> he said the 18 hour vision is once. He said, but he will tell you the date, the place where he got it. He said, if, he said, if the prophecy was real to you, you put a date to it. A lot of you are not chronicling your life. You need to chronicle the life. You chronicle the life. Bishop will tell you, we'll be surprised if we're not here. That's serious, too. He said, we're not surprised about where we are. Rather, if we're not here, we'll be surprised. Wow. We're not surprised at where we are. Rather, we shall be surprised if we're not here. Yeah. People say success is about connection. Connection. It's not about connection. It's about revelation. Revelation. Yes. He says, I know many head of states, many governors. Nothing from their quarters has come here except otherwise. When you are waiting, you are intentional. Those guys waited in the upper room. Upper room is not a big word. We are the ones that turn upper room to upper room experience. (laughs) He's just been upstairs. (laughs) <laughs> it was some deep word and my friends here <laughs> we'll pick it on Sunday in the morning God bless you